Now broadcasting live on Ustream or direct to your portable device from Martin Road Studios. Bagdenboard.com presents the Bagged and Boardcast. Uh, you said your parents don't listen to this. Drink my beer, it's good. It doesn't work if you're not wearing a mariachi suit. Uh, what? Uh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is crazy. He just looked at me like, should I punch him? <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Bagging Boardcast, episode number 122. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you with three segments. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Then we have uh, The List, which are the books coming out May 8th? 9th. 9th. Close. One day. One day off. One day off. And then we follow that up with our rotating main topic. And this week we're doing our April look back. We're going to take a look at some of the books that we read in April and enjoyed, maybe we didn't enjoy, and mm-hmm. want to talk about. Uh, for this we have uh, A vs. X, number one. Avengers vs. X-Men, one and two. And there's also Nightwing, number eight. And Batman, number eight. Man, it's like it's a, an event kind of month for us. I know. It's like there's a lot of stuff happening. Man, just listening to all those books made me really thirsty. Oh, really? Yeah. Man. I need I need to drink a beer, which is also something else that we like to do. We always talk about whatever we're drinking at that moment. And this time we've got something from Flying Dog Brewery. Um, we had a beer from them on our last episode, number 121. Yeah. Um, this is the Snake Dog IPA. Um, 7.1% alcohol by volume. It says it snakes down the throat like a faithful friend on the label, and I don't agree. Yeah, it's, um... Um, at first it's kind of like a ghost beer, but now that it's warmed up, you really kind of get that alcohol bite to it. At first you didn't really get that, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't a seven seven point one, but now you kind of go, oh, there's this where the alcohol went. Yep. I don't get any of the stuff I like from an IPA mm-hmm. off this. I just get that alcohol and then bitter on the, like, back middle yeah. of the tongue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's all, like, in my jowls almost. Yeah. Of, uh... Yeah. Bitterness and pain. It's not. It's not fun. a very good one. But Paul, that's isn't that one of the creatures from uh, Animal Man? Uh, it could be or something or something or it could be a creature from uh, you know the Stairbender also. Yeah, it's got like a weird. It's like a dog that then has a head of a snake. So instead of a dog face, it has that snake head with uh, antlers. It's, it's not a very good drawing. It's not a very good beer. Man, I hate. Flying dogs like packaging, I really do. I think well, it's just ugly. It's um, I forget what the who what the artist's name is, but it's the one that used to do all the art for Hunter Thompson. So that's what they're going for with this. Um, they even have a quote from Hunter Thompson on the bottles too. Well, uh, this this where? one doesn't. This one has one from Anna Stedman. Yeah. Uh, good people drink good beer. Hunter Thompson, uh-huh. right by the UPS or the UPS US. Uh, so does this make us horrible people? Because we're yep. drinking a horrible beer? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Um, but also, hey, since we have these, let's, uh, it's Paul's birthday. It was hey, yesterday. Happy birthday, Paul, hey, the other day. And also, uh, Paul is the unsung hero of this podcast. Chris and I show up, and we do the show, and then we leave. And Paul's left for all the editing and trying to get things to work. And, and Paul, we, we do really appreciate that. I don't know if you hear us say that enough. 
Is we don't know what we're doing with any of that stuff. Hey, you guys have taken the reins and uh, are now on the Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. You're, that, you guys that is on Facebook. What we do. Chris, you've been on on the website again, put, posting articles. So, yeah. Hey, you know, and John, you're on top of the movies, keeping us informed on a lot of different topics, especially like when it comes to the Week in Geek. Yeah, that's a, that's a segue into the next topic. That's what I do here. <laughs> Not only is Bill in charge of recording, but the segues. That's why. That's why we didn't record when I had those awesome segues. <laughs> that makes sense. I control them, John. They're mine. Oh man! But uh, since we're going into the weekend geek, Paul, what do we got? Uh, I think it's kind of big news, and by kind of big, I mean. Basically, is a fundamental change for Nintendo. They're actually going to do digital releases of some of their uh, bigger name games. They're actually going to sell digitally. Is this going to be stuff on like their Wii Shop or whatever they call yeah, it? Yeah, uh, apparently coming with the Wii U and also with their Nintendo 3DS. So it'll be actual full game downloads. You know, there was a little bit uh, of the older games that came out with under their Ambassador program. You know, they had the free ten. Game Boy games, uh, if you bought the game system, the Nintendo 3DS early, they're now going to be offering more support behind that kind of sh- initiative, where you're going to be able to buy more games than just like the first Zelda. Well, it's smart, though, because that's money that's kind of sitting there for them. They don't have to really do too much to get those games up for sale, and they can make a couple bucks on those because people haven't had a chance to play that in maybe like 20 years because they don't have an NES that works anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't have one, period. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty smart. But this is also newer games that they're announcing, that you know, retail games that are going to go digital, more in line like what Xbox does with their games on demand hmm. or what PlayStation 3 does, offering them after they've been out to it for a little while, full digital retail style. So they're like, like the, so Nintendo's like four years... After the fact? Yeah. Seven? Seven with games on demand, right? For Xbox, it's been seven years now? That's no, because that started when, once we... You could do you could download, like, the arcade games and stuff, mm-hmm. but the actual full games... Okay. That's pretty recent. Yeah, I would say about four years. I think you're right. Yeah, so they're about four years behind. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, it was great when you could download, like, Alter Beast and those yeah. old-school Sega games... With their, on the Wii. With, on the Wii. You know, that was a great thing, but <clears throat> doing the newer games, I mean, it should just be part of what all the systems are doing. Mm-hmm. Also, it's a great way to get around backwards compatibility issues, you know? Xbox does it with their Xbox Classic games. I know there's still some backwards compatibility issues with some of the games, like Psychonauts. Um, but... I think it's good because Nintendo, what are they known for? They're known for their legacy games. So too... Yeah, screw innovation. Yeah, basically, that's what Nintendo says. Except for control book schemes. Um, Yeah, so to get the newer stuff also on their platform, I think that's a good call. It is. That's a good call. Also a good call, everyone that picked Avengers in their summer movie bracket, Buster... Movie bracket? Buster Bracket Board Bagged. <laughs> bagged and Board. The sequel. Times okay. two. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> we don't have a computer on in this room. So it's a Bagged and Board cast, <laughs> summer movie, blockbuster, bracket buster, the sequel Electric. with Avengers. <laughs> Electric <laughs> Bugaloo. 
Um, we're, we're recording this on Sunday, uh, May 6th. Avengers has officially been out for a weekend now. Over $200 million done at the box office. Uh, a very strong start to pretty much the first big movie of the summer and one of the first movies that everyone kind of jumped on for their bracket when we started talking about, like, what do we have to have on this? A very, a very strong start. Some might say the strongest start, seeing as it beat out last year's record-breaking weekend. $160 million from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. Very impressive uh, showing from everyone on board with this. I actually wish I I think I, I took Dark Knight Rises over this. Yeah, and, don't you feel like an idiot? Uh, I do. Like halfway, I can't figure out what... I guess that's Dark Knight Rises on your bracket, but most of this I can't figure that's, out. That's fine. I can We can work it out. Okay. <laughs> I know, I know. I got John's bracket in front of me. And it's, My pen died, so I had to go to Green Highlighter too. Avengers, and oh, okay, okay. I see, I see what you did there now. <laughs> I see what you got working. I think that was just Paul's way of putting me down. No, I didn't know <laughs> what you were doing before. But it just no. took you two seconds now. <laughs> but we're not gonna... You don't know how long it took me looking at this. So. I'm like, I better type these up before I put this the last week's the, the episode 121 up. I better, you know, type these all in and put them on the Facebook. Go to our Facebook page to see our brackets. Uh, and then I was looking at yours for a good, like, 20 minutes trying to if, figure it out. If you have questions how mine's set up, let me know and I can go over it with you. I don't, I don't even worry about my father's. Cause oh, I, no. Because I, I emailed it to Paul at, <laughs> Paul at bagboardcast.com. I, I did. I received it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. From me to you. <laughs> well, but we're not going to talk about the Avengers too much. Um, make sure you tune in next week, episode number 123. We're actually going to be doing a full episode based on the movie and some comic books. Yeah, you can learn if Paul hates fun. <laughs> Guess what? He does. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we already know that. <laughs> and we'll also be giving you some comic book recommendations. If you enjoyed the movie, what, what comic books you should be looking at to pick up. Because we're a comic book podcast. We enjoy comic books that As, come out weekly. Especially when they come out on May 9th. Which, that brings us into the list. Man, segues left know, and right tonight. Segways left and right, up and down, back and forth. Guys, uh, I'm looking forward to, of course, Batman, but... You know, I picked that last time it came out. Yeah, why, why would you want to be a loser and have the same book? <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to do that. two months in a row. I want to pick a book that I haven't highlighted in a while, though I've picked before. And that's Is it because John's still your highlighter to do his bracket? <laughs> yes. Uh, Resurrection Man, number nine, coming out. Abnett and Lanning. Lanning. Abnett and Lanning? Hmm. I guess that's the team. Because uh, you don't say their first names. Yeah. No, it's just Abnett and Lanning. It's like Sonny and Cher. Yeah. Even though it really doesn't work. Um, and it starts a little kind of crossover with uh, Suicide Squad, a book that I picked up the first book, for, you know, first issue of. Kind of enjoyed, but never looked at again. But I kind of enjoyed that team, so I'm happy to see them show up in a book that I am buying. So, uh, there I go. John, where do you go? Uh, I'm going to go back in time with uh, Paul Cornell's uh, Demon Knights. Wow. Um, I, I've been enjoying this book. Since the beginning, um, <clears throat> issue seven, you had the final like um, end of the siege where the Demon Knights won. Um, issue eight was a nice little kind of how um, Madame Xanadu yeah. and uh, Jason Blood and the Demon all kind of started their love affairs. Or is it? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I don't know. I haven't uh, read it. So now I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into that, into uh, the story of where these heroes and Vandal Savage go from here. Really? Yeah, I was hoping for more little one-shots of that, like some of the backstories well, of these new characters that we kind of have, because they've been kind of fleshed out in the old DCU, but now in the new DCU, who are they? I, I kind of like every couple issues getting those thrown in. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it was it was, it was... As much as I wanted that siege to be finally over, I liked that issue of The Shining Knight kind of four yeah. issues in. And now, again, we're mm-hmm. four issues in, and you had their kind of story. So in another four issues, like, yeah, give me some more of the, uh, you know, the Arabian Knight guy or mm-hmm. or what is Vandal Savage really doing there, yeah. you know? Is he just a really crazy caveman at this point? Yeah. Yeah. So digging it. Mm-hmm. Dig it. Chris? Um, I'm a big Batman fan, and Paul, since you didn't pick Batman... Oh, what? I didn't... Never mind. I'm going to swoop in and pick up that one. Swooping in like an owl. Because guess what? It's the Night of the Owls. Oh, man, that sounds like an event. It's an event worth talking about. It's a little mini-event worth talking about. Um, Aussie, we've talked about this a lot on the show. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of almost want to say that Night of the Owls is almost approaching Blackest Night. Well, yeah, I'm Mass. fine with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Until he's going to get to a point like, there's too many owls in the DCU. I don't like seeing them. I don't even like seeing them outside my house now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving pellets. There's <laughs> a whole city full of owls right now. <laughs> and talents. There are a ton of talents running around Gotham. And we're just in the beginning of this with our main topic with Batman number 8. Um, written by Scott Snyder. You might remember his name if you listened to our comic book creator craze. Yes. Bracket. Hey! Hey, our March Madness comic book creator craze. That yeah, one. Bracket. Bracket. Yeah. It's our bag and board cast, bag and board bracket comic book creator craze. There's no bracket in it. <laughs> there has <laughs> to be a bracket in it. It was a bracket. Scott Snyder was our pick from the DC side of things. Um, art by Greg Capullo. Who did not win. Um, who, who did not win. He made it pretty far, though. You know who else didn't win? Paulo Rivera. Even though John totally lies to the guy and tells him he won. He won the Marvel. Yeah. He told him he won overall. For Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we have here is Bruce Wayne finally back at home after escaping from the Court of Owls. And things just not getting any better. In fact, they get worse when Wayne Manor comes under attack by Talons. And not just Wayne Manor, but important figures all across Gotham. And do we, do we jump right to the end and say kind of what happens? Yeah, uh, guess what? It's a review show, so spoilers. Right. Coming next week for Avengers, and guess what? There's going to be spoilers for that, too. That's why we're not doing Avengers this week. We're giving you time for to go see the movie. Digest it. We gave you a whole month to read this comic book. It's not our fault that it didn't get published until mid of the month. Yeah. It came out in April. It's not May. You have time. But, uh... You have plenty of time. It's up to Alfred. He puts out the call. Anyone, uh, that is an agent of the bat, we need your help. Yep. Um, here's a list of people. Go do whatever you can, because they're all under fire. Um, and this is what I love from the Batman books, when they do these kind of insular crossovers between all the titles. Fan of this. 
I like the R.I.P. stuff. I was a fan of Contagion. I was a fan of Bruce Wayne murderer, like Bruce Wayne fugitive, mm-hmm. uh, Cataclysm, No Man's Land. I war love crimes. when they do these. Yeah, War, war Crimes. crimes like, yeah, uh, it was War Crimes and they did the War Games. Yeah. <clears throat> it was the one before that. But I love when they do this stuff. Um, I've always been a Batman fan. So these little mini events seem like they're made for me. You know what? I'm going to take what you just said and go and up it up the scale a little okay, bit. Okay, you do that. After seeing the Avengers, I would rather see a Batman family movie in the style of like the Avengers instead of a Justice League movie. I I would I'd agree. Rather see a Dark Knight take of them like getting them all together <coughs> than. And going up against one big major foe. Yeah, and so I'd rather see the Bat Family versus on um, the big screen together than the Justice League. Well, I think that's an interesting point because you do have a little bit different dynamics between mm-hmm. everyone in the Batman universe versus the Justice League. Yeah, I think everyone in the Justice League has their own voice, but it's not as differentiated as it in with the pages of the Batman stuff. Yeah, because they don't get enough time to shine. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun because it isn't just... What I love about this event is it's getting back to what I loved about the Green Lantern Sinestro Corps War event. It's happening within the actual titles. Yes. It's not... You, even in Sinestro Corps War, was there an actual Sinestro Corps book? No. No. We don't need that. We already got the monthlies to do it in. So let's just do it within the monthlies. And here we go. You know, Batman getting attacked. Alfred, like, in a little room... Uh, and they don't know how long. They're, like, in a safe room in the Batcave. Even though the Batcave probably should be its own safe room? They yeah. locked, what, they locked themselves in the armory. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, the call goes out for us. <clears throat> the other, the other cool little thing is, you know, the Court of Owls are there to, or the Talons are there to take out Bruce Wayne, and then they find out that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, something that you would think the Court of Owls might have, might have known, or should have known. Well, the Court of Owls might have, but the, their lowly assassins, the Talons, probably wouldn't. Yeah, the Talons are just sent out because mm-hmm. they basically have a list of, hey, these are the important, the movers and the shakers mm-hmm. of the Gotham crowd. Of course, Bruce Wayne would be on that list, no matter being Batman or not. Uh, the one thing that I have to say that I didn't enjoy about this is the Talon was so creepy in the last in the last uh, time we saw him, the lone one that was in the maze because he didn't talk. And it's so creepy. These, since there's so many of them, they're all talking to each other. And they're kind of goading Bruce Wayne a little bit, too. And I'm like, no, I like the idea of silent, just you can't reason with them, you can't talk to them. They're just a force of nature coming out. They are just creatures of the night, just honed in to kill you. I think them talking kind of takes that eeriness away a little bit. I can understand that. But you need to fill up the page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bruce Wayne's not a talker, and when you had Batman in like those catacombs there, he was going crazy. So everything he's saying is more to himself. I don't think that would work here, so you do kind of need them to push along the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, one of the things I do really like, and, and we'll talk about it when we get over to uh, Nightwing 2, is each owl has their own look. Yeah. You know, it's, every, it's the same kind of uniform, but separated and different in, in, in all different kinds of ways, and their methods are different, too, which I, I, I do really enjoy, too. And this is actually the book that I think Marcus Toe was talking about in 
our interview with him in episode number 121 where he was talking about the new Red Robin costume mm-hmm. and how he saw Raphael Albuquerque draw it for something. And he doesn't remember what it was for, but it looked awesome. Because the last, I think, five pages of this, it's basically Alfred putting out that call to all of Batman's um, allies. And you have a really awesome panel of Tim Drake in the Red Robin costume. And I think this is actually what he was talking about. Yeah, that looks a lot more militaristic for whatever reason than what I've seen in Teen Titans. Yeah. But also, he's hiding the weird uh, feathery cape in the background and just shadow. But it looks really cool. Yeah, it does look a lot cooler here than I've seen uh, in the Teen Titans stuff. Because after re-listening to that interview, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, this is the panel that he was talking about. This is what it was from. And even the Red Hood has a much more menacing mask. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just the call going out. Uh, Batman Iron Suit. Digging it? Hating it? Um, it looks a little, like, throwbacky. A lot, a little bit more throwbacky than I would think that Bruce Wayne, you know, high tech kind of guy would have designed for himself. Especially with the mouthpiece. Like, yeah. it looks like a, a suit of as a faux suit of armor. It's basically Batman's Hulkbuster. Yeah, horror was what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it seems it seems like a little much, but I I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Here's the thing: this is kind of what I thought about it. Is he's sealed himself inside the armory? He doesn't have his costume on when the towns attack. Mm-hmm. This is probably a prototype, an early version of something, something that's just been sitting in there because it didn't work out right. This is what he had. On hand, I'm guessing, and mm-hmm. just threw it on, and it it's pretty badass. I mean, it's big, it's intimidating. It, I, I think it's cool. Um, I think this is the only time we're ever going to see it because it's just kind of one of those cool moments. Mm-hmm. But this made me really look forward to all those other books that are coming out um, within the month of May, especially stuff like Batwing. Now that Marcus Toe's on it, yep. like that's a book that I want to read. Coming up, I'm next looking week. next week. I saw that on there. Um, I'm looking forward to. Reading Birds of Prey again. Yep, picking that up. Um, I haven't read it since issue number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to more Nightwing. Well, like you're always looking forward. To I know, I love Nightwing. Or is he Event Ravenger? What was his name with the red? Revenger? What was? Oh crap! I'm blanking out. It was still called Nightwing, but under when he was wearing the working with Slade. Yeah, he had a he had a different name. Was it? I didn't read those. It started with an R, didn't it? Yeah, I'll think about it eventually. Because he was working with Ravager. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Renegade. Renegade, that was it. In this book, it's completely different. It's uh, almost through the eyes of a suit of a kid on the streets of Gotham uh, during the turn of the century. I, I'm assuming, I'm forgetting if it actually put a date on it. It, it looks like it could be like 20s-ish, mm-hmm. 30s maybe. And how he came... Oh, to hey, it says 1910, right oh, up there. Turn of the century. There we go. Uh, turn of last century. Woof. Woof. Uh, 100 years has passed. Uh, how this kid went from street performer to circus performer to talent. Uh, and what his connection is to the Grayson family, since uh, he, he may be indeed related to Dick Grayson. And, uh, why he dies. And then, uh... No. 
That's right. Uh, and then it's the, the turnaround on the back. I forgot about the twist. You forgot about the twist. Yeah. I forgot about the twist, and it's a great twist that the talent that we're seeing uh, through interspliced uh, with the with the story of this street form performer turned owl or talent um, is a fight between Nightwing and a different talent. There you go. I just ruined the book. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. spoilers. We said with the, with the last. Yeah, this came out the same week as Batman last month, yeah, so you had, had plenty of time still. Just as much time. Um, are we interested in Gotham Nightwing? I don't know. I just saw an article for it. I, I don't. I didn't hear what you said. I said, are we interested in uh, in uh, in Arkham Unhinged? No, I mean, not really. There, there's a tie-in to the or tie-in to the video game being. Uh, advertised in the comic book, and I just turned to the last page, and there it is. Um, I think it's very interesting to get more backstory. Uh, if you've been reading in Nightwing, you've learned that Heli Circus had a, is where these talents have been coming from. They pick off, pick up kids that were uh, very talented in certain ways. Uh, some great jugglers, great knife artists, uh, maybe some great acrobats would have been picked too to become talents. Read Nightwing. It informs, it does tie in nicely with Night of the Owls. It's something that we were hoping for yeah. when we first picked up the new 52. Will it tie in? Maybe it should. It seems like it will. Uh, I haven't been reading Nightwing, um, which I should have. I've wanted to. I just never, I haven't gotten around to borrowing them from Chris. But I read the first one, and I always love seeing Dick as Nightwing. I know that when he took over the cape and cowl, my biggest concern was. How, you know, you know Batman's going to come back. Where is Dick going to fit in this world? And I'm glad, I'm kind of glad that this happened, so we have Dick back as Nightwing. John, I'm sure you'd make Dick fit. Oh! In your world. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be picking these up, and I'm glad that, you know, he is still holding his own and is, is the Dick Grayson that I, I've always loved. Is he holding his own, though? And that's what I like about this is because not only is this factoring into the whole Night of the Owls mini event, but it's still telling the story of Nightwing on its own, too. Um, Nightwing's framed for a murder. One of his batons is found at a murder scene. Um, You're still getting that story, but you're getting the Night of the Owls stuff, too. It, It fits. Like, it all works so well together. And I don't know if that's just because Scott Snyder and Kyle Higgins work so closely together. They work together on uh, Gates of Gotham. It, I just want these two guys to keep writing Batman and Nightwing respectively mm-hmm. because these two books, this is all you really need from the Bat family. If you want to read two Batman books, just pick up these two. Everything else beyond this is gravy. Because mm-hmm. while they're good, this this is cake. Yeah. This and- is cake and ice cream. They're great on their own, but you put them together, it's a super awesome, tasty treat. For, for birthdays, almost. <laughs> for birthdays? For birthdays, hey. almost. Man. <laughs> Man. 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 So much. So many events. So many events. Uh, I, I can't I can't talk about DC events anymore. No. I, I, just, I can't do it, guys. Mar- Marvel's probably a good place to go, though, right? They don't have any events happening right now, right? What? They don't have a huge movie that just came out, at, or an event that's... Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's on in 3D. Spirit of Vengeance? Yeah. Spirit of Vengeance. 
Nick Cage? Yeah, I love Nick Cage movies, so I cannot speak ill of that movie. <laughs> you know what? Ghost Rider is a is a Marvel character that I don't think I've seen in this uh, event yet. Well, yes, and they do have an event, Chris, and it's called AVX, also known as Avengers vs. X-Men. And each book is called Around, because that's fun. <laughs> uh, even though the actual like video game fight kind of sequences are happening in... Is it called Avengers vs. X-Men? The actual series is called Avengers vs. X-Men. The spin-off one is AVX. You Wait, don't... what? No, my cover here for the actual story being written by Bendis and then next, the next time Aaron, uh, Jason Aaron, it, the trade, the cover dressing definitely says AVX round one with a tiny little Avengers vs. X-Men. Now, Chris, you're telling yes. me... That the cover treatment for the one that says limited series one of six, uh, which just features a fight between uh, Magneto, Magneto and, and the thing in Namor, is actually called ABX, even though it says the Avengers versus X Men on it, larger than this one. Yes, Paul. Because here's the thing, Marvel, Marvel likes-, likes to just mess with you when you're looking at stuff on the stands. Yeah, they do. They just like to play games with you. They want you to pick up a book by mistake because... Wolverine and the X-Men, Alpha and the Omega. Yes. Because, hey, guess what? You've bought our book already. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully you like it. Now you'll buy more. Um, this, Both of these were books that I was actually interested in picking up. Um, while the Avengers vs. X-Men was going to be telling the actual story, the AVX book was going to be kind of telling those big knockout battles that when you read a book like this you want to see. Mm-hmm. Of course, they don't give those to you in that book. They're always in a spin-off. At least you're only having to read two books to get that, but mm-hmm. Paul... Already Paul's out. Paul's out. Wait, I'm out? You said you sound like you're out. No, I was just complaining about the cover treatment again. Or their cover... Yeah, their cover treatments. Uh, I am a little out on the... AVX, the actual video gamey style, like round one. It's Magneto versus Iron Man. Ready? Fight! Uh, style treatment because there's no meat to the actual fight. There, there's there's no meat, but we did a review of the number zero for this on our last look back episode. This is all character. You're getting right. really good character moments here. Well, with the Avengers vs. X-Men book, it's all story. There's no character. Wait a second. No. See, this Zero issue is for this. <laughs> which, is a, which is an audio podcast, and I know what you're saying. Yes. It's like, Paul, I have no idea what you're talking about. And now I'm confused again. Which one is this one? This is Avengers vs. X-Men, the one that I think is actually called AVX, because it's a big old AVX on it. Yes. Which is... See, that zero issue was for this. <laughs> this... You know, the... Like... Because see here, Paul, in Avengers vs. X-Men Zero, which the, it, I thought it was an AVX, they have an advertisement for AVX on the inside of the cover. Right, basically, they, they, basically, they're all called Avengers vs. X-Men. Well, i got to see where this well, was printed. They, they can't make this any any clearer here. <laughs> it was it was printed in Maryland, right? Right? It was printed so, in... Wait, so, wait. Oh. So, Avengers vs. X-Men, A vs. X, round one... No, don't, don't say A, A vs. X. 
But there's an A versus X on it's, it. But it's Avengers versus X-Men. This is AVX. But it says Avengers versus X-Men. Yes. <laughs> but when you open up the inside, oh, there's no advertisement for it there. Well, let's let's find where is, I think I think anyone anyone picking up either one of these books I think would be a little Here here's the thing right on the the opening page for AVX it says what is this book it's versus number 1 the fightingest book you've ever read where we take fights from Avengers versus X-Men and expand them into all-out smash-ups Avengers versus X-Men isn't that the comic book event of the year it sure is <laughs> so it they they're yeah. pretty much just letting you know what it is. And then the last question in here is, okay, I think I get you? And it says good. They sh- I'm just saying, I, there should have been a question. Why didn't you make but, your cover okay. dress more The only thing m- in, more in line with that whole series of questions that you have printed in your first book? And The only thing in... Because they don't want to. Like, yeah. where does... Where do all these things... Where do all these books add up? Now... <laughs> What what is this book called? This a- is AVX. AVX. AVX or versus. This, this is just let's call it just this versus. Okay, versus. Now this takes place after round two, right? Because it has to be. It says right on there, right versus. smack in the middle of Avengers versus X Men number two. Okay, because we know that because it's got a picture of Magneto versus Iron Man, and you on don't, the cover, and you don't really get that in the book. Yeah. Also, you see uh, Thing versus Namor in this book as well. Yeah. Because the first issue, again, we can go into round one of Avengers versus X-Men. It's a lot of setup of... It's... uh, But... You got... uh, Man. Why? Yeah. Why? Why does he not draw well anymore? Yeah. Well, let's let's just talk about Avengers versus X-Men number one. Mm -hmm. Um, This one... Story by basically every writer at Marvel. This was scripted, though, by Brian Michael Bendis, art by John Romita Jr. And I'm sorry, he just does not have a dynamic enough style to deliver what this story needs. Everything is just kind of flat, and stuff doesn't pop like it really needs to. It looks like an old Marvel's book where they just didn't put... Like, you know those old books where you'd have, like, the characters with, like, nothing going on in the background? Mm-hmm. It's kind of how it is. Like, there's nothing There's nothing more. There's no great detail. The characters look like they were drawn in, you know, ten, you know, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, nothing really pops. And I don't know if it's because he's doing, he's, I mean, he did multiple books this, that, this month. No, that's how his style always is, though. A lot of the backgrounds are just, uh, all the backgrounds aren't very detailed. A lot of them are just single colors uh, with a cityscape kind of drawn in the, you know, on the lower third. But um, all the characters just are so small on the panel. Like, there's no real weight to them. It's, they're just kind of... In That's what there. I don't like about this because you should feel ingrained in this book. Like, mm-hmm. you're part of what's happening here. And by having the art so kind of removed and far away... It's like you're watching it, and mm-hmm. you want to be caught up in this. And there's some panels, like it's just like this one of Captain America, it looks like a ninth grader drew it. Uh, oh, that's every panel of Captain America. <laughs> and 
in all of the books. Right yeah, he, honestly, uh, Captain America's shield changes sizes in, in the panels too, and I feel like that's something. I mean, really the wings also change, but you know, I don't. It, it's just Marvel, like, oh, it's a big thing. People are going to read it. Like, why not have one of those? They have a lot of really great artists. But John Romita Jr. is a huge name, you know? He's a name. He sells books. Chris Claremont and John Romita Jr. on the X-Men books, like, that, you know, that was cool. And he's somebody that, can, I guess, can draw a bunch of these characters all at the same time. But when you draw them so small on yeah. the Did bottom of a page in a panel, and you can't see any detail, you're looking at just the costume designs to see who's who. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. doing six issues of this, and then there's other artists jumping on and off. Um, this is a book I will be continuing to read just to get the story for it, mm-hmm. but it it just does not have the art. Well, over in the pages of A versus X, you actually get some solid, solid artwork in here. Um, this one has art by it's Adam Kubert and Stuart Oh, yep, uh, Stuart Eminen. Who's fantastic, and you're not getting that same quality in the actual title, mm-hmm. and even in even in the writing. So Adam Kubert is the Kubert I like. He could be the Kubert you like. I don't know. Uh, yes. Okay, he's the one that did uh, the Origin series with Wolverine. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was the other Kubert that was working that was doing fill in on Action Comics that I did not enjoy. So I guess that was Andy Kubert. Um, I think this was the same one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The Kuberts get me confused, much like the covers of Marvel Comics right now. Yeah. And um, one one of the things I take away from this, if I'm reading both books, is the fight, how it ends in here, in Versus, is different than how it finishes in A versus X. A versus X, what you see is... You Magneto, mean Avengers versus X Men? Avengers versus X Men is getting is Magneto getting cold clocked by Quicksilver. Mm-hmm. Now, does this fight take place after he gets yeah this, hit by his son, and is, now they're not by the sea anymore? No, after you don't see them in here anymore, they go they go off they're, together. They're, they're fights in here. So what happened to Quicksilver is what John is. Yeah, doing. but it's like to me like this that should be the end of the fight. Now I'm I'm picking up right here, but then they're totally in a different area. Like, the Thing and Namor, they're in the water. What happened to Luke Cage? He was in the water with them in the the previous book. In this book, nowhere. It it just doesn't seem like these all... To me, I'm annoyed going from here to here, because it's confusing. When are these fights happening? Why aren't why are don't you see anyone else? Why is it a different time of day? Comic book fans are sticklers for <laughs> continuity, and I we don't... we pull out continuity. And I've been to conventions where comic book fans complain about continuity from a book that was published, you know, a couple weeks ago because it doesn't match up with a book that was published twenty years ago. Now you're asking that same populace to buy. Books that aren't matching up continuity at the same time. At the same time, in the same month, in mm-hmm. that they're being published. to me. So, like, I have not picked written by the same writers that are writing this book. I have not picked, story, story, story. Right. I have not picked up a Marvel 
or scripted by the same person. Mm, was this one actually scripted by him? Yeah. That's why his name's... Okay. So Aaron did write round two, and he did write the fight between Iron Man versus Magneto. Why wouldn't... Yeah. Why wouldn't it matter? And I have not picked up a Marvel event book. I read, like, the first issue that you guys hand off to me to read for the podcast, and mm-hmm. then I go, eh, no, I'm not going to do this. And this is another thing. Like... We already talked about the confusion between the titles, and not only do I don't think, like, the fights are that great, knock out, drag out what they should, like, what you would expect, mm-hmm. they seem a little like softcore porn when I want hardcore porn. Wow. What? I, that is, that I, want, I, I, want, I want hardcore fights, not these, oh, gosh, I feel a planet has just been extinguished. Am I on the right side? Kind of a thing from Magneto. When I want, like, a, I want a, just a big bruising fight. I I think you get that though. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take away from that. Um, yeah, I, I'm I, not a fan of these. I didn't mind the fight. I I, I really didn't. Uh, I do understand your your quick quabble with the uh, with how it matches up. But you know, I don't hate fun. John, I don't understand why you hate fun and can't get past the little bit picky thing to just enjoy this great fun. He drops half of the the utopia on Iron Man. He then goes up to space and like warps the satellites around Magnet himself in yeah. order to get it. And even the fight between the thing and Namor's drag out knuckle brawler underwater. Yeah, he gets a fish and smacks the guy around with it. Uh, and I have to say, I love Stuart Eminent on art. Mm-hmm. The art is really I did great. enjoy the fight between Namor and uh, the thing a lot more than I did Magneto versus uh, Iron Man. I thought, the, especially with the end fight, end of the fight, I thought it was kind of gimmicky to be like, oh, Magneto's taking a dive so he can get uh, Wanda out there. Um, but man, when, when the thing's coming out of the water, that's, that's just a great panel. And the page that's probably... Way too expensive to buy, but yeah, probably won't. most likely. That's, it's a it's a great look. It's a teeth tearing, flounder pounding fight. But <laughs> all right, but okay. So he whips the fish at the thing. Yeah, he's like he's whipping the all fish right, at him, but he knocks himself out. No, the fish comes in. Yeah, the fish hits him. And takes him down. Why? Why is he falling out of the water? Down the water. Who hit who with the fish? Oh, I'm trying to read it. Uh, does Ben Grimm knock out the the rock beneath him when he does it? I don't know. Yeah. I think he's isn't he I, swimming? No, no, he's, no. He's, Did you read the book? He's grabbing it. Yeah, he's grabbing it, but he's like, oh, he knocked the rock out underneath him, Und- underneath the thing. Or Namor. The thing kicked up the the brick. So let's go back to the second one. He's there's on there punching him. He's there. You got a couple fish. In. This fish. You, comes. you know what? I think you got two different fish there. No. Yeah, this fish hits Namor, and then he hits him with the other one. Or is it the same fish? I think it's. The same I fish. think it's the same fish. I don't see. I don't know how. Namor I walked away confused. And then all of a sudden, he rips the teeth off, and then he's got him pinned. Let's get the picture. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun fight. Yeah. 
I, I was just, I was confused you, by it. You hate fun, John. It's okay. Yeah. You just, I think fun. you're you're pulling a Paul and you're trying to read too much into a book. I, that's I just guess because I don't like anymore. I don't like Marvel event books. I'm being nitpicky and because here's of the thing, that. This this isn't the event book. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like either one of them. <laughs> well, round one was a lot of setup. It got us into oh, the Phoenix Force is coming. The Avengers are after uh, Hope Summers to to try to lock her away so the Phoenix can't you know take a host. So I don't know what they think the Phoenix Force is going to do. It's just burning planets that go by it. So if they lock up the host, will it just sit there and be like, "Well, can I?" Uh, well, they or do they need to they... kill her, or do, are they going to send her in a rocket ship to a different planet, maybe, so the Phoenix Force doesn't come to Earth? But it's like almost here already. I don't think anyone knows what you do in that I, situation. Yeah, I, what's the plan? Like, I, I kind of would like the plan. <laughs> you know why? Because you I, like when the plan's <laughs> laid out in front of you, and then boom, 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 and it happens like a heist movie. Exactly. That's why he liked that one episode of How I Met Your Mother we watched. Because it had a bracket, and guess what? <laughs> they had a plan, and they were talking, and while he was, the voiceover was talking about the plan, they were enacting the plan. Awesome, <laughs> you know that's that's what I enjoy. Um, and here you don't get that. You you get uh, a bunch of little fights, and again, like okay, you're taking the fights out, putting it in a separate book, and the character moments are going to happen in the Avengers versus X Men actual book. But those are a bunch. Those are basically just fights going on all the time, and only in like two or three pages do you get the actual sequence of events of what this story is about, which is the Phoenix coming to Earth and also the return of Wanda. Right? That's that's what this thing is that, about, That's right? what it's all boiling down to. how those two are going to get together and fight, or what will happen with those two. And so far we got, I think, three pages of the Phoenix and one page of Wanda. M- most of it is just Captain America and Psychops arguing about stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, guess what? Spoilers. Round three is just Captain America and Wolverine arguing about stuff. But I guess that's character I thought they were on the same side. Yeah. Yeah. But they can argue about stuff. Yeah. Wow. And what are the uh, what are the price points on these? Three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Most Marvel books are up to three ninety nine now. But they include a free digital copy. That's true. Can I give that free digital copy away to a friend? Yeah. Yes, I can. It's like a free book for John Weatherwax right there. Oh, yeah, because I want to read these books. <laughs> Mr. Digital. No, I think they're fun. I um, But the thing with the Versus book, it will definitely depend on who's fighting who. I'm not going to pick up next month because no, they already showed it. You know, the cover treatment is Spider-Man versus Colossus, who's now the Juggernaut read uh, X-Men proper to figure that one out. And Gambit versus Captain America. You know, it's not the fight I want. But who's the art teams on those? Well, Salvador LaRocca is doing the Spider-Man Colossus one, and he's really good. And what was happening in... Was that Steve McNiven, Paul? I I think that might be (laughs) Steve McNiven. Yeah. So I might want to pick that up. See... (laughs) But I don't want to pick it up because I'm not interested in the fight. I'm interested in to see how he would do handle the art on Gambit. Yeah, I think it would be a really cool looking Gambit. Mm-hmm. 
pretty awesome. Round two, uh, we do get to see the, I guess, the other Avengers? The secret Avengers? Yeah. Who, the the Beast-led Avengers team with Nova that is going out to space. The the people that aren't really Avengers that are the Avengers? We got Thor. Um, Vision. Vision. Valkyrie. Protector. Beast. War Machine. And, uh... Is that, uh... Miss Marvel? Why is she wearing an outfit? Why is she wearing a spacesuit? I think it's Speedball. <coughs> There's no Speedball anymore. He's Penance. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's... Uh, it's a girl with... I'm assuming it's Miss Marvel. She's got a different power set now. Ah. Uh, she, she used to be all binary and could go out into space. Uh, yeah. So, man, everybody's an Avenger. Except for <laughs> Ghost Rider. Not in, not in this book. Not in this book. Man. He's a defender, that's why. What happened to the Green Hulk? There's the Red Hulk all over the place. I have no I, idea. I don't know either. See, this is the problem with us not being more Marvel junkies. Email us in. Let us know what happened to the Green Hulk. Too busy making... I think he's got a planet. Doesn't he have a planet? No, he came no, back from... His son, oh, his son has from... a planet. His son has a planet. Scar. Scar has... With two A's. And a K. He owns the sun. What? He said his son. He owns oh. the sun. No, no. His son has a planet. Not not like the planetary system thing. Is that the joke that you were going for? Yeah, yeah. Man, mm. you're becoming more like me all the time. <laughs> Jokes that don't make sense. Man, I'm going to rest my head on the microphone. Hating fun. It's... It's crazy. I just hope you don't hate the Avengers as much as you hate these event books. Man, I guess we'll have to wait until next week to figure that one out. Yes, huh? we shall. Let's do it. Alright. If you've already seen Avengers, uh, the movie, please, or it's not even called The Avengers, it's Marvel's The Avengers. The movie. The movie. It's not called The Movie. Uh, email us, <laughs> contact at com. Uh, make sure you follow us over at Twitter. We're just at Bagman Board. And like us on Facebook. We're Bagman Board. And please rate and review us on iTunes. I know. Really? For my birthday. You got you missed it on Paul's birthday. Make it a belated birthday present for Paul. Yeah, it would be That's why I put it on the Facebook. I was hoping someone was gonna do it. Ah, me too. Well, until next week, uh read some comics, watch a movie. Be fun. Unlike me, who read comics and watched a movie and had no fun.